Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Moth. And... Welcome, Welcome back. back to the Masters of Modern. I'm your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. You guys thought that was like the ending of The Sopranos, didn't you? It just goes dark for a second. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was... It wasn't a glitch. It was Alex trying to be cute. I, I would like you to refer to me as HBO for now, <laughs> now on. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to the show. I'm going to uh, kill one of us by the end of it, but we'll be, be getting married. It'll be really adorable, and then you'll be like, oh, marriage, and then one of us dies. I'm way lost. Uh, this is the Masters of no, Modern. Lost is an ABC show. Yeah. <laughs> That was Game of Thrones. That was yeah. Game of Thrones for you. Yeah, uh, you just went straight into the HBO show. That, let's just start this over. This is way no, too No, this weird. is wonderful. All no. right, so today we're talking <laughs> about uh, a few things, but first uh, we want to thank you all for listening and make sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am at the MCast and Kest, at Kess Wiley. I'm Ben Bateman Media. Uh, make sure to do Facebook, but today we're talking about uh, top reasons that Modern is <laughs> the for format. You, he literally <laughs> forgot what the episode was about and started saying something wrong. Uh, guys, the conversation we're having today is about modern as a turn four format. Is it still a turn four format, and does it need to be? Uh, because the format was started, and the <laughs> Wizards' whole entire thing was that they wanted this to be no no faster than a turn four format, which is that has indicated a lot of the bands. Uh, yeah, no, there's there's been a lot of bands that have happened since the format has existed, with the express purpose of making sure it stays that way, and. I think there's a few good arguments for why modern doesn't need to be a turn four format. I think there's a, a ton more arguments of why it needs to be, and I think there are a few things that are needed to allow it to be a n- turn three or higher format. In if specific cards were available to fight that, definitely. But so that we'll is we'll get into that today. Point of today's episode is, um, as Alex said, we have a Facebook group, the Facebook uh, Masters Modern Group. It's got like fifteen hundred people now. Um, and there's it's lots of 1,476 people as of the six people that I invited or, uh, approved, approved this morning. Yeah. It's fun. It's a really fun group. There's a lot of great conversation and uh, a lot of inspiration for good conversations to have. So, um, I recommend you guys check that out. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash the MMcast. We just bought a zoom recorder. That's how you are, are hearing such crystal clear audio from us now. Yeah, it's way better than it was three weeks ago when we like had a month where we missed an episode or two yeah, because we our were recording kind of equipment just died. So yeah, this is step one, and then there's some other cool stuff coming, guys. But uh, again, um, oh, do we have the name that I was going to read in Fatal Voice? I have to read a oh, name. Oh, I'll, I'll get it while you keep go- doing shout-outs, like the Command yeah. Zone, our sister podcast that yep. does awesome Commander content. Yep, they're on Collected.Company as well. Uh, and Make sure to go check out the episode that I joined on and talked about Kess. Yeah, it was sweet. Dissident Mage. Yeah, and then the last thing to tell you guys, and a lot of you guys have heard this already, but um, it is now consistent and has been going for a while. The anchor station, 10 Minutes of, of Magic, has become 10 Minutes of Modern. It's the official modern station of uh, on, on Anchor, which is basically this little downloadable app. It's like Twitter meets podcasting. It's free, anchor.fm. If you download it and you find the station, 10 Minutes of Modern, you'll find there are about 10 minutes a day of new posts only pertaining to modern. Alex is on them quite often. Uh, we interview pros. We do all kinds of stuff on there. So it's like getting an extra hour of the Masters of Modern podcast every single week if you want to do that. You can also call in. So it's like tweeting at somebody, except you just call in on your phone and it posts straight to the account. Um, there were some complaints about episodes cutting off, I think, because the interview episodes I was doing with Alex were going too long, and I think they're only intended like to be 10 minutes or less. like talking too much. Yeah, well, it's just hard we get into these conversations. Um, in fact, today's episode is inspired by one of these conversations. So, long story short, guys, download the app. If you listen to that content through the app, it will keep the app going. And if we keep the app going, you guys just get an extra hour of free content. So, uh, 
long story short, let's get into today's episode. Uh, the discussion of a turn four format. Is it and does it still need to be? Um, so let's go back to the beginning of Modern and try to establish what they did with the initial the initial bannings. That first banned restricted list that came out um, and all the cards that were on it. The intention was to do two things, right? They wanted to eliminate any of Standard's past dominant decks. They wanted all of those decks to go away. and They didn't want us to be able to lean on Jund and Fairies and all the things that had been so good. And secondly, they wanted to make sure that nothing that existed in Modern could consistently win faster than the fourth turn of the game. Um, and this was never better demonstrated than the card Splinter Twin. That I think in my book, if you wanted the most cut-and-dry version of turn four, Splinter Twin was that. Because that deck could literally sit back on its first three turns worth of cards. It could play into your game, do whatever it wanted to do, play a cantrip on one, remand, flash in its creature. If it hit its fourth land, which it probably would because of its serum visions and things like that, it would then cast a Splinter Twin if you didn't disrupt it, and it would beat you on the fourth turn of the game. Other decks in the format have had similar clocks, but that is the most tried-and-true classic version of it because Splinter Twin, the card, is a do-nothing four-mana aura that nobody ever played in any context other than fourth turn of the game beats you. That, there, there really weren't almost ever versions of Splinter Twin that accelerated any faster than that anyway. It's impossible. Well, you could play... You could play like a... Yeah, people you, play, play, I mean, you could play Birds of Paradise yeah. or... Really Birds of Paradise. I mean, theoretically, you could get away with the Land of War Elf kind of situation. Um, Just nobody ever did. Was yeah. the point. So, that, so that's like a thing people did, um, is they played Splinter Twin on turn four, and they won. And that, that was the norm for years. Um, I, and the counter to that, it, for a long time, were these grindy fair decks, like Jund and Abzan. Uh, and the idea being that... Well, the original rock, paper, scissors of modern. I mean, at least after the first, like, there was the... Kind of the molten period. Like, if you look at the history of the Earth, yep. like the planet, there was that point where it was mostly just lava and meteors were hitting it all the time. Right. And that's like the... You know, the the Punishing Fire was still legal, Pure sure. Ponda were legal, uh, um, the Locust Lands were still legal. That's like the very beginning. That yeah, was yeah, like the like first the, few right, months. The molten period of Earth. And then after that kind of settled and the, the, the Earth's mantle and Modern's mantle began to cool, you run into the... Uh, Splinter Twin versus Jund versus Birthing Pod era, where it's the like classic era. I, I would say, I to me, the Birthing Pod era is the second era. That that's like the so that's like the premium, like when there's all the weird horseshoe crab creatures. Period. Sure, yeah, because 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 really, I, got my, I know my Earth, my Earth period better than me. I thought you were talking about the horseshoe crab card, and I was like, that's not legal in modern. No, um, no, like you know, um, no, I, all, yeah, I know what you're getting at. The trog <laughs> troglodytes, no, yeah, yeah troglodytes. <laughs> that's what they were. Um. So it was, like, it was like an era where crabs ruled the earth. Yeah, like like Sebastian from the Little Mermaid. Yeah, he was the king. Yeah, not King Triton. This was pre King Triton. Do you like that I knew Sebastian's name? Somebody's been studying movie uh, trivia. Uh, ben, his <laughs> weakest category in his movie trivia show is animated. Is animated, so he's he's, I have he's been learning I have character been names. <laughs> guys, I've been studying like to such a sick degree that if you were like, tell me the uh, five characters' names and who plays them in the Crudes, can, like, can you name two of Ariel's sisters' names? No, but I can. I, Prince Eric, King Triton, Sebastian, Flounder, Ariel. I'm, under, I, I, I'm gonna throw this to the crew, the people listening. Yeah. But I want to see if people know two of the sisters' names. 
flew okay. in my head. All right, let's move on. Back to actual modern content. So what I was saying was that I think the second era was after after the bannings and after the initial like this is how this is how the format works. That's when you started to get into that period of like people really trying out interesting wild stuff, um, and that's where you started to see. That's where you started to see. I think like because th- wouldn't you say that the second era was like was like birthing pod and like death right shaman and cards like that being dominant and you had bannings over the course of a year two like ba- basically two banning cycles they got rid of blood raid elf they got rid of birthing pod they got rid of death right shaman that was three I years i think seething song so was the in first, the middle there the too. first song was uh first one was uh, uh blood raid elf and seething song Okay, that was yeah, my yeah. least favorite banning because right. I was running a sick blue-white deck that had Wild Omens, and Wild Omens is really good against right. Bloodbraid Elf and really bad when you don't know what you're going to be facing that day. Sure. Uh, and then the next one was a year later because the modern bannings always happen in January. The next one was, or whatever, the the, the, the winter set. Um, the next one was Deathrite Shaman, and they unbanned cards, I believe, at that point. And then go a year later... And that's when Delve happened, was the next year. And Birthing Pod, Treasure Cruise, uh, and... Birthing Pod, and Dig Through Time. Dig Through Time got banned. Um, and I believe Golgari Grave Jewel got unbanned at that point. I think it was the next cycle. I don't think it was... I don't think it was just, I don't think it was just January. I think that was like six months later. No, it was the next. I don't think. I think it. Oh, 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 oh. Valakit got unbanned with Deathrite Shaman. Right. And then the next one was uh, Bitter Blossom. Blossom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Blossom was in there. And there was a second Sunrise banning. And then and then Grave Troll and Ancestral Visions. See right, go away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I leaned on my phone. So yeah, so bannings happened. <laughs> Alex is killing it this morning. <laughs> I spilled coffee over myself earlier. <laughs> to get dark. <laughs> um, so all right, we, we've we've talked about bannings in the past, and the real point is looking at each of these bannings to try to figure out what they were trying to do in terms of this concept of turn four magic. Because let's be honest, Standard is not a turn four format. It never has been. I think occasionally in Standard, there has been a deck that's popped through that's fast enough that if it, if completely untouched, could have a turn four win. But that's not what Standard's about. They don't design that way. And right. They like they, they've always kind of said that it, it's it's Vintage is turn two, Legacy is turn three, Modern is turn four, Standard is turn five. Like generally, a deck in Standard should be winning the game or have won the game by turn five if uninterrupted. In Modern, that should happen on turn four. In Legacy, that should be happening on turn three. And in Vintage, that can happen on turn two slash turn one. And turn one decks are the ones that are unhealthy, and they never really want magic to end on turn one. They want their opponent to always be able to at least play one land. Well, and and to be totally fair here, guys, I think remember that when we say a turn four deck, we don't mean a deck that's capable of winning on turn four, or even a deck that, if it isn't messed with, will win on turn four every time. Because that's not what it's about. There are plenty of decks that can win on the fourth turn in Modern. There's a lot of decks that can win on the third turn in Modern if nothing else happens in the game. But a lot of things have to happen in the game for that to work, right? Your opponent has to not have a Thoughtseize. You have to hit your third land. You have to not mulligan to six. Your opponent has to not have a removal spell. There's so much that goes on to make a deck be consistently that good that when they say a turn three deck, they're talking about something like... They're talking about something like um, uh, the original Amulet Bloom because the deck was built in such a way that it was so solitary on turn two... On the pl- you could win that deck on turn zero. Right, like, Burn, Burn is a perfect example of a turn four deck, where, like, pretty much, no matter what you draw, unless you get mana flooded, you're going to win on turn four. 
right. if if your opponent does nothing to stop you. Where the consistency just, of there's, playing there's one color with deck. Yeah. yeah, it's not even just one color. It's just the, the three-color version of the deck. Just there's uh, the, Every card does pretty much the exact same thing. Maybe you get the draw where you're playing um, Eidolon, and that's a little bit slower, but it also is a little bit more of a, just a hard lock on your opponent because they can't do anything. But pretty much on turn four, Burn is winning uh, if they're uninterrupted. Burn can win on turn three. Especially if you fetch <laughs> for a land, which every deck in the format is doing. Right. Burn, you know, we did the math. We, Burn can get to 19 damage on turn three. Uh, they need the exact specific cards. Their opponent needs to fetch a land or play, a th you know, do something to stop them. But, you know, there are decks in modern that can win on turn three. But the point of what a turn four format means is if things go on game plan, you're going to be able to lock out the game by turn four. Even Junt has Thoughtseize into Tarmogoyf, into Liliana of the Veil, into removal spells. And at that point, it's really hard for any other deck to beat them. Lockout, I think, is, is probably the wrong word. But I think leverage. Leverage your positional card advantage to the point that your opponent can't catch up without a complete haymaker or a miracle. Like, right. I think, I've, and I think well, that's... that's what, and that's Junt. Junt specific. But like, Burn, Infect, Storm, all these are decks that... As long as they're not winning consistently before turn four. They can sometimes win before turn four. In fact, I believe still without Kataxi Probe can win before turn four. Definitely. It's just every single spell in the entire format is resistant to that, making it, allowing that to happen. Right. Um, so it, 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 what it really means is, for the most part, the right. format is a turn four format. For the most part, Legacy is a turn three format. That doesn't mean there aren't draws that turn one, turn two, they win. Storm can do that in Legacy. Uh, but in general, most decks. Uh, what's the what's the crazy one? Goblin, um, not Goblin Bombardment. No, no, no. In, in Legacy. Oh, uh, oh, oh, Belcher. Belcher, yeah, uh, yeah. Belcher is just like a turn zero win. But yeah, right. Their entire deck does nothing otherwise that, and any version of interaction, they just lose a, a force of will. They just should scoop and lead the game. Right. Um. So that's kind of the point. Is they want if a deck is going to win earlier. Then turn four, they want it to be very, very easy to interact with. So that's oh, why right. Titan Shift is a great, or not Titan Shift, um, Amulet Bloom is a great yep. example of the problem because Amulet Bloom interacted with in a way that was very, very, very difficult to interrupt if it won before turn three or turn four. Yeah, the deck was built in such a way, it did a lot of things they didn't like. Um, and that's, uh, we're going to talk about each of these things, and we're also going to look at some of the recent tournament results for uh, SCG Louisville and talk about the top decks there and what makes those decks good or bad and, and examine sort of the concept of fast mana and accelerating because I think that is what pushes some of these decks beyond being turn three decks. Well, and, and uh, back to, yeah. Um, but uh, talking talking about Amulet Bloom for a second because I think it is a great example. It was a deck that was built when it had the speed, right? It had the accelerated speed. It had what we're talking about. And it, playing Summer Bloom, you could get so many lands down so fast and take advantage of the effect of um, Amulet of Vigor that you could go crazy on turn two or turn three, but the real point was, because of the pacts, because you're playing free spells, you're not having to pay the consequence of those free spells. Because you ramp so far that you can either pay for them or you're winning that turn anyways. And because it, the deck was able to play Pact of Negation, and you were really winning the game with lands for the most part, your opponent had like only a couple options at instant speed that existed possibly to interrupt you. Well, that's why that's why I, I, I want to disagree with your point that saying that Wizards didn't like what Amulet was doing for a couple reasons. I think there was one reason, and it was that it won consistently on turn three and inconsistently on turn two versus consistently on turn four and inconsistently on turn three. Because if 
Because what Amulet Bloom does, it, it does something that's hard to interact with, and it does this crazy thing, but it's a really cool thing that it's doing, and totally. it's quick. Wizards' biggest problem with decks that do something like that is more like Storm or Eggs, where a, a player in a miserable play situation messes around on their side of the table. You have nothing to do with what they're doing for five minutes, and then after a five-minute turn, they go off and they win, or they don't, and you wasted your time. That's why Eggs is banned. Right. Um, with Amiel Bloom, they're doing cool stuff. They're doing something that's interesting. They're doing something that's fun. You can interact with it in some ways. Yes, packs are problematic, and all these things are problematic, but the biggest issue was that it was winning on turn two and consistently winning on turn three, which was a turn two quick. Uh, you know, and, and the way you know this for sure and the way you can see that Wizards likes the play style but doesn't like the speed is that they bl- banned Summer Bloom and not Amulet. Right. If they wanted to just murder the deck outright and make it so the deck wasn't playable and they thought the deck was problematic like eggs, they would ban Amulet because that's the card that allows the deck to function in any way. Summer Bloom or uh, 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 eggs got second Sunrise banned because the deck literally doesn't work anymore. The deck cannot function without that card, really. Versus. Well, you can play Face Reward. But how much is like a six mana? Four. Four? No, it's but they were playing both. Slower. Uh, so they need they need the two. I think I don't think they were playing. I I think some lists played six maybe. But yeah, it's it's not a good deck anymore if you have to play face. Right, forward. right. But with Azusa, you can still do the Summer Bloom deck. Summer Bloom as a deck still exists and it wins once in a while. Yep. And that's what they want. They don't. They like that play style. They thought what currently was happening with Bloom was significantly too quick. So let's talk a little bit about what because we just talked about what made that deck so good. Let's talk a little bit about some of like. The cards that we have pinpointed as possible problems in modern for bannings very often are cards that break the rule by accelerating mana unfairly. Mm-hmm. So Simeon Spirit Guide, Mox Opal. Um, I think those are probably the two biggest. And, and and some of the cards, for instance, that are on the ban list already, like Chrome Mox. A ton of them on the ban list. Chrome Mox, technically the affinity, la- uh, the, the artifact lands are banned because they yeah. are dump- they're almost soul lands for cards with affinity. If you look at... Um, the Locust Lands. You, like, there's a right. ton of cards on the ban list, and if you look at modern history, probably the two most powerful effects of all time are Ramp and Cardra, right. and, and or Card Advantage and Ancestral Visions and Black Lotus. Like Ancestral Recall, you mean? Ancestral Recall and Black Lotus and the Moxes. So like, and Time Twister is a card that kind of has fallen out of favor, but that's Card Advantage. That's drawing seven right. and uh. Time walk is extra turns, and they just learned that you can't have an extra turn effect over turn five. But really, time walk is art slow card advantage. You get an extra card draw. You get to draw an extra attack step. You get to draw an extra play, an extra land. It does so many things that are really advantageous that it, it makes sense why that's as powerful as it is. But really, it's those two things. And if you look at the modern ban list, a significant amount of it is either about s- speed, which is ramp, or extra cards. Right. So. Looking at those few cards that are legal, that we feel breaks the rule, uh, and two of them I mentioned, Simeon Spirit Guide and Mox Opal, those have been on the list for a long time. We've talked about those a lot. The one that I think is most interesting to look at, and this relates to the results from the SCG Louisville uh, this last weekend. So, oh, I just lost the results. But I can tell you of the top 32, because Hagen Kirk, listener of the show, um, awesome, awesome, great dude who helps us out all the time with stuff. An unofficial... Um, official stats guy wrangler stats guy group member yeah he posts uh, uh tournament results and um he he was sharing with us the breakdown of the top 32 at scg louisville and four of the top 32 were eldrazi tron decks just four i thought four of the top 32 top okay yeah um that's actually not that much 
No, it's not a crazy. Yeah, yeah. The, the point wasn't that it was oppressive. The point was that this deck is en vogue right now. It's being played a lot. It's very good. It's I've very good against Death Shadow. Yeah, and you and I have both played against this deck. It's a good deck. The point is, this and other Eldrazi variants, Eldrazi and Taxes, Bant Eldrazi, so on and so forth, are taking advantage of a legal soul land. Uh, an actual, like an yeah. actual legal ancient tomb city of traders. Cards that are deemed too powerful for modern. Cards that are they? Definitely. I mean, they would be banned, but like, or they wouldn't be. I, I, I don't know if they would be banned. They're not legal, but they're not legal because they haven't been printed in Magic for almost twelve years. Yes, they don't want those cards to be legal. Sure. They they already banned one Eldrazi Soul Land. No, but that wasn't really even a soul land. That was a cost reduction card. There's a difference because you could spend, you can cast five spells in a turn for free off of Iabugan. You can cast one additional spell with the Eldrazi Temple that you, a turn earlier. Agreed. I'm I'm, I'm not saying that I think they shouldn't have. I'm saying that they did because the two of those together was so... But my point is, like, I would say that Iabugan is better in an Eldrazi deck than... Any of the soul lands from that aren't illegal in modern. Sure, you're saying that if yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ibugan is a signi- like I would say I I would put any of the City of Trader cards or uh, what's the Ancient Tomb Ancient Tomb into modern way before I would put Ibugan. Okay, that's fair. But the point is, I don't think we would want any of those cards. Sure. The only reason that we can get away with having Eldrazi Temple legal in modern is because it only accelerates really. About four playable cards. Five, maybe. I, I mean, not including the huge Eldrazi, but you're not trying to cast Emrakul off an Eldrazi double. That's not the point. Well, there's a bunch of the the, 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 the Andrew Brown Eldrazi, is what I'm going to call them, which are the like bad limited cards, but if you have Ayavugan or Eldrazi Temple in play, they're now 2-1 flyers for one that make a 1-1 mana soul ring they're that come fine, into play. but no one really does that. We all know the cards, do, yeah, yeah. the cards people play. Wasteland Strangler, the white one that blinks stuff, yes, uh, Thought Not Seer, Reality Smasher. Rea- yeah, so Reality Smasher, Thought Not Seer, uh, rea- uh, Reality Shaper, um, the, what the hell is the Oblivion? Wasteland Strangler? No, you said well, Wasteland Strangler is one, and then the, the blink one. I'm just... You said I can't think of the name of it. Uh, 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 oh, um, yeah, we'll Eldrazi Displacer. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what people play. I, I don't know that we're really missing any Eldrazi that are like super uh, relevant. They otherwise. play the one that the the one that makes things unblockable, that makes two one one scions. Um Oh, oh, you mean the you're talking about Drowner of Hope? Yes. Yes, they Drowner, play Drowner of Hope. Yeah, Drowner of Hope and Worldbreaker. Some of those cards get thrown in. Yeah. But the point is, really, the reason you play Eldrazi Temple in your deck is so that you can get away with playing Thought Not Seers and Reality Smashers early. Sure. And that's what that's the point, because they're four and five drops, and you have a soul land for them. Now, that's the reason you can get away with having Eldrazi Temple legal. The problem is, I think that maybe those cards are too good to justify it, because you're uh. starting to see the deck get pushed more and more, and people are starting to catch on to the fact that we had these already very, very good aggressive lands in the Tron lands, add those with this other soul land, and now I get to play beefy, hard-to-deal-with things way faster with consistency, because so I, I have a I soul think, land. I think you're blood-braiding this situation. And okay. I thought about this since our uh, since we recorded the 10 Minutes of Magic episode. I think you're blood-braiding it. I think it's you're 10 Minutes of Modern? 10 now? Minutes of Modern. Uh, I think you're pointing at, uh, pointing at Eldrazi Temple, blaming it for all of the problems with the deck when the real problem, the death right shaman of the situation. You need to look in the mirror, bro. <laughs> <laughs> is the Urzatron lands. Oh, you think that's the real problem? First off, if you want to talk about soul lands, let's talk about Black Lotus lands, ones that make three mana every turn. Right. <laughs> uh, not to mention they make seven mana on turn two. Uh, if you look at the thing that that, decks that, are, that deck is doing and that Tron was doing before that that were truly unfair... Getting Ugin on, or getting uh, U- Ugin into play on turn seven or turn eight. 
getting Karn in the play on turn seven, getting getting yes and and thought not here and reality smasher on that turn three play, like getting turn three those cards really makes the deck more of a turn three deck. Just because you have the consistency of... And, and what the Eldrazi deck was able to do with those lands that put it a little bit over the top is it now gets to play a full colorless game plan. You're no longer beholden to the red-green needs of earlier Tron decks. You can just play all colorless spells, and you put yourself in the situation where you can take advantage of these lands and Eldrazi Temple to cast these beefy things early, but then have this late-game game plan that's insane. And Walking Ballista really puts this over the top. You have this spell that is good early and good late that is extremely powerful with the the Tron lands, but not necessarily with Eldrazi Temple. Right. And I think Ban Eldrazi is fine. I think Hate Bears Eldrazi decks, the white-black ones, are fine. I think the fact that they get Eldrazi Temple and they're kind of good is kind of cool, and I think from a health of the format perspective, if those were the main decks we were dealing with, we would be fine. But the fact that Tron, Red-Green Classic Tron and Eldrazi Tron are both decks that exist and are inherently kind of unfun to play against and are extremely powerful is more of the fault of the Urza lands than Eldrazi Temple. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and I also think that if you look at the same list here of SCG Louisville, the second most played deck, I mean, tied for a couple slots, but the second most played deck at three in the top 32 is Elves. And, well, Elves is a deck that's all about getting ahead by one, you know, a fair way of getting ahead by at least a turn in mana acceleration starting with turn one every game that's what it does it's nobody's trying to argue that being able to accelerate by a turn in a tribal specific archetype is unfair i mean well, it's because it's because it's it's ramp is attached to creatures it's it the similar to amulet bloom the way you interact with elves is a way that you interact with infect it's the way you interact with the format of modern which is creature removal and hand disruption elves is weak to those problems you can deal with elves the problem with tron and the problem with the tron lands is Thoughtseize can't hit them. Right. Fatal Push can't hit them. Lightning Bolt can't hit it. Path can't hit it. So you're in the situation where you have to run Ghost Quarter, which is bad for you because <laughs> they right. play Wastes now. So there's no real advantage you're getting against the Eldrazi decks that you would normally be getting, and there's no really easy way to interact with them. Can we just, just pause on that note for a second and just agree that at this point in Magic or in Modern, Ghost Quarter is just like not a very good card anymore? It like I think it like uh, I think it's still fine. I think it's good. It's just, you're you're the problem now is that the decks that are running a ton of land, uh, the or the the decks that are running decks you'd want to hit with Ghost Quarter run tons of basics now, or at least a few, at least enough to always hit a basic. Well, sure, but it's more they're consistent. They're, we're no longer dealing with the Gavney Township era, where they'd have one land that's just crazy powerful that you gotta kill. You, or, you know, Affinity is a good deck that goes quarter. Goes quarter is great against Affinity, but, like, that's those decks are far and fewer in between. Yeah, because it just feels like the decks now that you would... In the old days, you know, putting yourself down a land to get rid of one of their lands, the the major decks you'd play it against. For instance, like, regular Tron has been replaced by Eldrazi Tron. So instead of them having to get to six or seven mana, they have to get to four mana. So giving, sure. them, giving them a waste is like, oh, they're like, all right, I'll just cast one of my three or four mana spells that'll just kill you anyway, and I don't really care. Um, and like you said, Gavany Township decks, that's not really a thing so much anymore. Like these decks that have really fragile mana bases, like a Death like a, like a Grixis Death Shadow, they're like, yeah, it's fragile, but like, I also don't care and I'll just get a basic island and I'll just still win because mm -hmm. my cards all cost one. So I don't care. Like, you know, and I think that's, that's the reason I don't think that card's very good anymore. I just remember a few years ago, 
you know, playing one or two in the quarter. Yeah, yeah, playing one or two in the main and playing maybe another one on the sideboard because it just seemed like it was so important to have. I mean, I've been on I've been on the trend of wasteland should just be printed in the modern for a long time, and everyone thinks I'm crazy. But uh, you might, you know, honestly, the more the more that I've played this summer, the more I think you might just be right. I I think I think wasteland would be a much more interesting card to have in the format than blood moon. Like, uh, ye- like, yes, you'll have the Delver decks that kill lands early to keep you off of it while beating you down with the Delver. But f- first off, Fatal Push kills Delver. Like, it's yeah. its job, and as does every other removal spell in the format. And Having Wasteland without Days or Force of Will is what would make it okay. Yeah, the, the you games can't, I, the you games can't I, have both, though. Correct. I agree. But the games I lose... The games I would lose to a Wasteland will feel always more interactive and fun than the games I lose to Blood Moon. Totally. Yeah. I agree. I actually, I don't think it's that crazy to, to print Wasteland into, I don't even think it's that, like, would, you, would it be a huge problem to print Wasteland into Standard, do you really think? Like, I think it depends on the Standard. I think it, the problem with Wasteland and Standard is, say you play, you play four of them, you know what would be good? Legendary Wasteland. I guess. That's, mm, there's problems. This is rough. Yeah. Because Wasteland is standard, like, when it's good, it's too good. Right. And it, it, it could lead to another mono-black, mono-blue devotion standard, which is what they don't right. want. So you have to figure out how do you make this work. And maybe maybe you put – maybe the problem with something like um, – what's the other not, – not Ghost Quarter. The land that tectonic costs – Tectonic Edge. Maybe do Tectonic Edge without the mana cost. Just a free – instead of two mana, destroy a land, sack a land. It's just one mana – Tap it. Tech Edge is it. one, right? Cost one to sack use it, it but it, yeah, 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 you have to sack it also. Or you have to tap it, so it's two mana. Two mana and sacrifice, and they have to have four or more lands, and it destroys basic. Right, so maybe... Non-basic. The problem, and the problem is the four or more land issue, is that right. modern is a turn three, turn four format, not a turn four, turn five format. Uh, right, right, so right. by the time turn four happens, you don't need to kill their land. They've won already. Hmm, interesting. Um, but yeah, so, but back to... You, you know, we want to talk about turn four specifically, which this brings us back to that. You know, and you're pointing at Eldrazi Temple, and I'm pointing at the uh, the the uh, Tron lands. But you know, it, it goes back to one of the problems with 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 Amulet Bloom was always that Simeon Spirit Guide was a, a possible option in the deck. Now it ended up that a lot of cheaters were really what was behind the Simeon Spirit Guide situation, and not the deck wasn't consistent enough with it to really make it that good. And it was more that people were cheating while playing. Oh, sure, I forgot about that. Yeah, so. The, the reason that Amulet Bloom was playing the Simeon Spirit Guide plan and winning as early as it was midway through is that there was one player or two players that were actually actively cheating yep. um, while playing the deck. And bolstering the stats. And, and, and it was bolstering how often it would win on turn two, right. which is why it took so long for them to actually get rid of the deck because they had to get rid of that situation. And then they got rid of the Simeon Spirit Guides because most pilots felt like it was just better to be more consistent than explosive because the explosive thing was actually really unlikely yeah and so they kind of got rid of that but simian spirit guide still is used in general for that reason and on top of that you have mox opal which we've talked about multiple times this year as probably a card that i'm most likely to say would be banned next and that might change you know because decks get better and get worse but we're one lantern control gp win from mox opal being banned Right. Well, so th- those are the two. Those are the three legal unfair cards in Eldrazi Temple, Mox Opal, and Simeon Spirit Guide. Eldrazi Temple, you mean Urza Lance, the Tron Lance? Yeah. Well, it's just saying in terms of one card accelerating you by a turn. Urza's mine. Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> or Tower. Which one's the three one? Tower. Oh, tower. Tower. Um. 
So I have that tech built, and I don't even know which one. I don't know people's names. So this will bring us back then to the initial, the initial conversation, which is, do you still believe modern is a turn four format right now? Right now, with the legality of the format, what's in it, what people are playing, do you currently, right now, believe modern is still a turn four format? Yeah, you do. What deck really wins early? I mean, like, maybe decks are getting the game locked in a little bit more earlier than they used to, but I don't think any deck... Storm still wins on turn four, if not later. It's a slower deck, but it's using Gifts Ungiven to get a more consistent game plan. Uh, Infect is gone. Death Shadow is, like, doing a lot of really powerful things on turn two and turn three, but I don't think it's winning any time before in turn four. Um, may, like, Eldrazi Tron definitely doesn't win on turn four. Nope. Uh, you just are. It's hard to get rid of their creatures. Um, so I, I, I think we are turn four. It, my, the more interesting question to me is, do we need modern to be a turn four format? And, and right now, I think the biggest limitation to that is that we don't have a counter spell that is good, early game and late game. And the moment you have that, maybe it can be a little bit better. Maybe it can be a little bit closer to a turn three format. But until that moment, I think turn four is where modern is going to stay. The, the the other thing, and, and this is was more of an issue during the Amulet Bloom conversation uh, when it was still legal, was how do you keep modern a turn four format? It's a it's a you're kind of straddling the cliffs as they are uh, you know the earthquake crevice as it's separating and slowly slowly separating more and more because more and more cards are going to get out of modern. Eventually, modern is going to have a hundred sets in it. Eventually, modern is going to have three hundred sets in it. You know, the as long as modern exists forever and magic exists forever. Um, and when that's true, eventually modern is going to be fast enough that it's going to have decks that are faster than they are right now. And do you supplant that by just strict bannings? And, and anytime a deck is deemed too fast, do you get rid of it? Or do you begin to add cards to the format that allow decks to deal with decks that win slightly too early? Well, I guess the question is, if Legacy is a turn three format, modern's a turn four format, the fastest legacy decks can win on turn, well, they can win on turn one. But I mean, legacy decks can win on turn two if they have the, the god draw, and modern decks can win on turn three if they have the god draw. Um, do we feel like if the closer modern gets to legacy with the printings and reprintings of these cards, is that a problem? Because what are what do you? We've had this conversation before, but just comparing the turn three versus turn four, what are the cards that define legacy in terms of its ability to combat those early wins? It's probably force of will, days, wasteland, Potsies. Thoughtseize is in modern, so it's well. Like, but I mean, those I'm, are the. I'm saying the ones that are only legal oh, and legacy. Yeah, then you listed them. Days, wasteland, force of will, mm -hmm. and maybe. No, that's it. Nobody plays counterspell. But they do. I mean, like there are other cards that could be put there, but those I don't think those are are there to fight the turn one, turn two wins. Brainstorm, they make it so it goes to turn three. It's brainstorm a card? Not a fighting card. I, I don't. I, I think those are the three defining cards of of interaction because brainstorm lets you dig. If anything, brainstorm consistently makes it more turn three, not turn four. You know, the 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 things that really are combating a turn one, turn two win, allowing for turn three wins, especially our days, force of will and wasteland. Yeah, the hand disruption spells are all in modern. I guess Legacy's only major difference otherwise that really defines it are the, the dual lands. It's just the life totals. Yeah, but that would make it slower, not faster. Right. So, really, that's it. Well, kind I of, because players play faster because they can get the colors they want on turn one instead of being safer and waiting until turn two because they don't want to lose life. But so what happens in Modern if they if they add those three cards? They don't add any of the other cantrips. Blue becomes very, very good. Uh, I think, well, you mentioned earlier that Wasteland plus... 
plus days is problematic. I think yep. Delver becomes one of, if not the best deck in the format. Uh, I think you can't have both. Um, but I think Force of Will and, 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 and Wasteland is fascinating. And we've talked about how I would be interested to see Force of Will in the format in general. Without Brainstorm, Force of Will has opt now, which yep. is sweet. Uh, totally. I, I think that's sweeter than it is good. Uh, the card advantage of the format isn't high enough where Force of Will is not mitigated by that. I think it, the the fair decks get better. The the non-fair decks get worse. Grace's Death Shadow might just be the best deck in the format, except that Death Shadow is worse because it's black. I mean, like that's that's kind of the situation. Is like right now, black is the best color in modern. And does blue get a foothold? Does green get a you know get worse? Does you know? There's a bunch of different options here. So so I guess the question is, I, I don't really really see a situation where they would just put those three cards in the format. But what I do wonder is, get ready for Raiders of Ixalan, <laughs> Force Will, Days, Wasteland. The closer and closer and closer we get to. What about what about a one mana enchantment that uh, the third time you shuffle your deck it flips into wasteland, or the second time a player shuffles their deck it flips into wasteland? It's not a land though. It's an enchantment. When it's out of the battlefield, you produce a mana. Cost one, and it costs one mana to cast. Costs one mana. What color? Green. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. It'd be red or black. Red. So yeah, it's yeah, a red yeah, yeah. One red, one enters the battlefield, produces one red mana. Yeah. Legendary, Legendary enchantment, one red. Flips into, a flips into wasteland. Nothing happens when it enters the battlefield, or it like, does a damage to you a get, creature. You get the, yeah, uh, you, my guess is either it's it's make one mana, or even better, is probably uh, just a ping. It does one damage to one creature. Yeah, yeah. It's, or it's, player. It's a uh, gut shot. And then you shuffle your library the third time. Second time. Wh it's in standards. So they wouldn't say the third time. They'd want to say second time. Yeah, second time. You shuffle the second time it flips. So in modern, you're gonna turn one, turn three, wasteland. No, it's too good. It accelerates you into it accelerates you and is a wasteland. Why is it so? Not the acceleration, just the ping. Oh, because it accelerates because you get it the turns into a token. land. Yeah. Comes in untapped. Okay, that seems too good to me. That's okay. like I I think maybe the third the th the third flip or the third shuffle it could flip. I could see I could see us because like right now with the other enchantment or the other flip lands, yeah. them printing a wasteland on a card that flips that way is something that I can imagine happening. Yeah, they did print the the new. There's a new card that's uh, I believe it's two mana tap it, destroy a land. Right, destroy a non basic land, um, which is interesting. I'm excited to play with that actually in modern because it's one more mana than than um, tech edge tech edge, but you can do it on turn two. Or turn three. Do you have to sacrifice it? Yes. Got it. So in turn turn three, you can kill a land versus on tech edge, which it doesn't work until your opponent is on their fifth land. But it doesn't land. have the restriction of the number of lands. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's just a straight land? It doesn't have to flip? Uh, yeah, it's just a straight land. Oh, interesting. I thought it was a spoiler. Um, Our hmm. review episode is next week, everybody. Make sure <laughs> to pay attention. We always do it after the pre-release, so that's why we want to wait. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I think... Basically, to wrap up to wrap up the conversation about modern as a turn four format, I think the point we're on here is talking about the differences. Really, what's really separating legacy and modern, and are we okay the closer modern gets to feeling like legacy? Because at a certain point, as you're saying, they're going to keep printing cards, and unless they're really strict with what they ban and unban, and they're really, really, really vigilant with this, at a certain point, it will just start to feel like legacy. I mean, it, it already does in some ways. Grixis Death Shadow already feels like a legacy deck. So mm -hmm. that's going to keep happening. We're going to keep correct. And and also look looking at things like Merfolk, right? Like Merfolk is already a very good deck. Now with the printings of these new Merfolk in this set, you have to think like 
each time a deck like that gets a, another powerful card to add to it, it just gets the redundancy gets a little higher, it gets a little better. Like unless they're aggressively banning things to weaken these decks, just to make them a little bit less good, these decks are all going to start to feel more like turn three decks than turn four decks. Speaking of two decks that I really don't want Wasteland to be in, I guess, now that I think about it, Merfolk, Merfolk oh. and Death Shadow. Death Shadow with, with Wasteland would be oppressive. They'd have to ban cards. Yeah, he's right. Death Shadow with Wasteland would feel like a Delver deck, except Delver's 13-13. <laughs> yeah, no, because, like, think about just playing, like, doing stuff on turn one, then turn two playing Death Shadow and... Wasteland. You like don't really play Death Shadow on turn two in that deck. I mean, you occasionally do, but sure. you have to like. But just like just wastelanding your opponent out of lands and then getting a Death Shadow on play because you only need two lands in that deck, so the third lands can all just be wastelands you wreck their lands with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess the point is if they did that, it's just a question of like what else is getting printed and what else is getting reprinted to, yeah. to. And I, you know, for my money, I think Modern's in a pretty good place. I don't think I want Modern pushed. Right now, I like it. I sort of like it feeling more like a turn four format than a turn three format. But I do think over time, I would rather them leave the format alone in terms of not aggressively banning cards to try to preserve this idea. I would love I would love a ghost quarter that produces a red mana. Ghost quarter that produces red. So it's just the card ghost quarter except it produces red? Yeah. Or, 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 or white. Or black. You think that would change change the game completely? I, I think one of the reasons issues with Ghost Quarter right now is that it just hurts your mana base to play it. So like the the cost is a little too high to run a four colorless lens, but maybe the format right. gets better if you can just play it for its color. It's just it gets to be strictly better. Oh, it doesn't actually. It's not strictly better because Ghost Quarter can cast Eldrazi. Sure. Interesting. What would you think about that as an uncommon cycle? It'd every, be green. I think, it, I think it'd have to produce green. But it, you couldn't. You wouldn't want it as an uncommon cycle where they all, it, it, every color got access to it. I think each color would have to have a different effect. Got it. It wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't be on flavor if they did it for every color. Yeah. 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 Um, like I don't think white or blue can destroy lands. White, not blue. White blue still, definitely can. What? Blue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. White. This is fringe land destruction color. I think white is the worst at destroying lands than in all the five colors. Well, it has Armageddon. Oh, sure. Actually, I guess all of them can destroy lands. Because green has destroyed any non-creature permanent. Black has destroyed target lands straight up. Red has destroyed target lands straight up. White has destroyed all lands. And blue has boomerang. And gain control. Blue can steal your land. It can annex it. Or it can, like, steal your permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also that's the weakest effect, boomerang. I mean, it's the cheapest and most efficient effect in terms of mana cost. That was the thing. There was decks that did that. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely... Um, Cryptic commanded someone's land yeah. regularly. So cryptic commanding a uh, uh, um, raging ravine is like it's a good great. feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So I, I think that's pretty much gonna wrap us up, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in to do another episode of the Masters of Modern podcast. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you supporting the show and continuing to listen to the show. Please follow along on Twitter. Yeah, uh, at the MMCast. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media. At Kess Wiley. That's me. Uh, find us on Collected.company where you can also find the other podcast, The Command Zone, and they also have game nights and all kinds of cool YouTube content. We will have some YouTube content at some point coming yeah. up soon. Uh, and and uh, on that note, it'll probably come along with uh, the first game that uh, the company that I started and Ben works for, uh, Super Party Battle, which is a a party game version of kind of magic is coming out in uh, November. So we're going to start uh, starting in October, a little bit more of the hype train on that end. Um, and so keep your eye out for that. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And uh, yeah, guys, lots of cool stuff on the horizon. Lots of fun news. Um, 10 minutes of modern download the app anchor.fm. It's an awesome show. We're yep, on it all the definitely. time. 
And uh, we'll see you guys same next time, week. same place next week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for your attention. See you later, alligator.